0: Thank you. Amen. Oh, aren't you excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Because I can't sense the excitement. It's like we are so down. I want to see the excitement. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is the day the Lord has made. And we need to be, we need to rejoice and be glad. You know, He has given unto us. You know, yesterday is the past, but today is a present the Lord has given unto us. Yes. And we need to unravel every 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 gift in the present, and we have to fully assess. It's like someone loves you so much, and the person gives you a present, and instead of you to open the present to see that gift in the present. You are rather sitting down and you are lamenting and saying, no one loves me and no one has given me any gift. Meanwhile, the gift that you are looking for is in the present box. Just unravel and unwrap the box and you realize that every gift you've been looking for is in the present. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you tonight that God is ready to bless you like never before. Hallelujah. I'm super excited. I want to thank the entire leadership of this church for giving me this great opportunity to share the word of God with you. And I want to thank Pastor, Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randy and Angeline for this great opportunity. Giving me, I'm always humbled. Hallelujah. I've been telling Pastor Dave that it's not every church that you get this opportunity to minister. You can, you can be gifted alright. Everybody knows that you are gifted. Everybody knows that, yeah, you can do these things, but you never be given the opportunity. But this place has become like a place where you are being trained and you are being or shed to, I mean, go out, to go and do much for the kingdom business. And this is very biblical. We realize that God has equipped many men of God and women of God here. They present every Sunday and Wednesdays, and it has been a blessing. I pray that tonight God will bless you as well. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we close our eyes? Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you. We love you, O oh God. Father, we bless your name. Just begin to love the Lord. Just, just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Yes, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Ah. You are God From beginning to the end There's no place for argument Just sing it with meaning You are God all by yourself You are God You are God, you are God. Oh yes Lord From beginning Maloski randa sapahayadaha there's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Yahweh. Yahweh. Ah, I love the atmosphere. Getting to the end. There's no place for argument. Yes Lord. You are God. Makura courages stand, da baha. So Yahweh, yes Lord, from begin, malo so di kapali so nika paha da saha. There's no place for argument, yes Lord. You are God. Of us. Father, we love you. Makura da baba. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yes, Lord, we see your face. (laughs) I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Makone Bros Katahaya, you are beautiful. Oh, the atmosphere. I see your face. I see your face. You are beautiful. Kadala Basida, hey, beautiful. Makone Sadabaha, beautiful. I see your face. I see. Oh, you are beautiful. Candy, so Nima Los Cataya, beautiful. Erandi, so Nima oh, oh. oh. ni sunni marada sikapali za devaliza daba oh 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 father we thank you hala sunika palosa taha you visited us tonight and your presence is so mighty here. May every heart be prepared, oh God. Oh, Father, we bring every spirit, every soul, everybody under your subjection tonight. May it not be about any man, but may it be about you, precious Holy Spirit. At the end, may people see you. May you be fully increased in me as I am totally diminished in you. In your name have we prayed. Father tonight we seek an encounter That's all that we need An encounter We do not seek your hands but Lord we seek your face We want to know you We want to see you Oh precious Holy Spirit Have your way oh Holy Ghost We give you praise In Jesus name Amen Wow I love the Lord I love the Holy Ghost I love the atmosphere So tonight I'm sharing a word with you Walking in purpose But before I share that, um, I want to give a brief, um, should I say, account of what went on in Ghana. I know that most of us heard that Albert has traveled for about a month and you couldn't see my face. And I missed Holy Life Tabernacle so much. Hallelujah. In fact, when I was in the flight coming, I was like, wow, I'm going back to family again. And it's it's grace. Hallelujah. Before everything, I want to thank this church mightily. Actually, um, last year... In the month of May, God spoke to me and God told me that Albert go to Ghana. I've given you this assignment and this is the theme you're supposed to work with. And one key thing I asked myself was that God, how am I gonna do it? You know, because looking at everything and looking at how things were going and this COVID situation and everything, I was really questioning how possible it's gonna be. But one key thing I've got into understanding in life and in my work with God is that whenever God gives you a vision. He makes a provision. Hallelujah. So, I prophesy I upon the life of everybody here that if God has given you any vision, I pray that the provision will be supplied in the mighty name of Jesus. So, um, this year, so we started planning and preparing towards it. And it was supposed to be a big program that was supposed to be hosted in Ghana. That is Koinonia Conference. And the purpose for that conference was for us to really... Um, personalize the Holy Spirit to people, to make the Holy Ghost so real, because we are living in a dispensation where people think that the Holy Ghost is an abstract. We, whenever we think about the Holy Ghost, it's like something from a different planet, and we are from a different planet, so it's kind of become kind of difficult for us to really assess the Holy Spirit. You know, whatever you are ignorant of, it will be difficult for you to work in that particular thing. That's why the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people, what... Perish because they lack the knowledge, and because they lack the knowledge, they will perish because they will lack the things that can connect them to assess that thing that is in the word that God wants to release to them. Hallelujah. So He wanted us to make the Holy Ghost so personal to people, such that whenever a person is walking, the person will know that this is the Holy Ghost. People will get to understand that God gave the Holy Ghost to us for a purpose, for a reason, and for a season, And that the consciousness of him, and in our obedience, in our reverence, to whom God has given to us as the Holy Spirit, will guide us to be able to fully attain. The reason being that the power of Christians, everything, our being and everything, is locked up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall receive what? Power. Power is also energy, right? So when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall receive power. And you shall be my witnesses. Because God has called us to witness. You can never, you can't pursue the agenda of God if you are not a witness. Because we witness with everything of us. The way we talk, the way we move, the things we do. People we surround ourselves with. How we relate to people. So that's why I love, even quoting this theologian who said that, preach the word and when necessary use words. So that means that your life should be an expression of the word of God. That's why Paul said that now the books have been written of me. Because our lives are living epistles. You know, people look at us and they read. So people should look at you, should be able to read and know Jesus for themselves. But that cannot be possible if the Holy Spirit is not there. That is why it's very dangerous when we have a church that do not acknowledge the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is very important within the Godhead. People think that the Holy Ghost is inferior to the other, (laughs) but it is not like that. The Holy Ghost is God himself. He is the breath of God. So when people get to understand who he is, then they'll get to understand that God is saying that there is coming a time where I will put my word in their hearts. They will understand that that is God himself. The Holy Spirit in you. Jesus Christ who is in you, is with you. And by the grace of God, he led us there. And we had that conference. We were expectant of some numbers. And God gave us his numbers. Hallelujah. But one thing I love God and I thank God for is that everybody who came for that conference had an encounter. And that was what we were looking for. There are many times where people who hold giant conferences, will do altar calls. A lot of people will come, but actually it's actually one person who has really indeed given his life to Jesus. So, Thank God that. And many testimonies came. Some people told me that some of the ministers who ministered, they would be in their room and God will come in the form of those ministers to come and talk to them. And it's kind of weird. It's like Brother Albert is standing here preaching the word of God to you. And you go home and in the middle of the night, you open your eyes and this is Brother Albert standing there and like, Hi Grace, how are you doing? And that time, I'll, I don't know how I'll be speaking, whether I'll be speaking typical American English, I'll be using this kind of English. But that is God. It's not like me personally being there. But sometimes God tried to use things that we can easily connect so that He can communicate things to us. And many testimonies, healings, healings took place. And we thank God for that. I went on missions in the north, three days missions. Many things happened. People were healed. People were saved. And we give glory to God. There were a lot of events that happened. But in all, God gave us victory upon everything. That took place for about, I think it was close to a week. It's in Upper East Level, I would know what I'm talking about. In the northern parts, Tongo, Upper East, thereabouts. Then the next week I came. And by the grace of God, God opened doors for me to also minister in different churches as well. And I give God all the praise. And in all these places that I went, I never ceased mentioning about Holy Life, Tabernacle. So I want to thank you very much. When I was going, in fact, we were hard pressed on money. But this chair some people, I mean, decided to contribute and say that Albert, we sponsored your ticket to Ghana. I was like, yes. I almost used the word. That's crazy. Like, wow. Who does that? You know, because in these times where money is hard to come by, I mean, people just put together, give you about 1,600 U.S. dollars to just travel and go and pursue God's work. This shows that this church has a serious heart for missions. And I want to acknowledge and appreciate all of them. I know that at the right time, if God permits, and they are comfort, comfortable about that, Because there are people who, when they give, they don't want you to mention their names. But if you gave, God bless you. And other people here who called us personally, encouraged us. Encouraged us. In, you know, sometimes it's not only money that we need. Because one time when I went to the north, I faced a lot of spiritual attacks. It was so serious, to the point that someone even died. So I'm, I'm saying that the thing was serious, okay? And one thing God told me was that, Albert, what is sustaining you is the prayers of many. So whilst I was there, praying and seeking the face of God, trying to see the lights at the end of, that, at the, end of the tunnel, people were on their knees also praying that what God has asked me to go and do will be successful. Hallelujah. And God bless you all very much for your prayers. Some invited us to your homes, and it, it it's way over my head. My wife, my beautiful pearl, my, my rose flower. In fact, she's my everything. Abigail, please can you be after and said so they will see you again. Maybe they, they don't know you. Baby, please get up. Yeah, please, that's my wife. Yeah, I love her so much. Yesterday was her birthday, and yeah, we thank God so much. And she she has really been a great support. Every time, call me, out, oh, but what's going on? What's this? And all those stuff. So I pray that if you're here and you haven't found a wife, I pray that God will connect you to a woman who understands your calling, your ministry in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I want to thank all of you very, very much for everything. And some of you also took it upon yourself to look to look after my wife for me. Yes. 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 And when I came one of, Some of my mothers came to me Albert you took care of your wife for you And my wife was like Albert when you went we didn't feel, I didn't feel any gap I was like that's great But I was like I'm scared So that means if I'm away She's totally covered Like she will not even miss me Yeah Thank you for not letting my wife miss me Because you took good care of her And I want to thank Pastor Dave and Magini They would constantly call me Albert how is it going We've checked on your wife She's doing well Just be rest assured that everything is fine What a family Hallelujah I... If I'm saying I'm talking, I'll I'll talk and talk. I'm putting together the videos. I've been quite um, pressed on, hard-pressed on time. But I'll put the videos together and one day we'll show it here. And you'll see a video of everything that went on. I mean, synopsis of them. And you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, have you been blessed? Oh, have you been blessed? Yeah. Yeah. I love you, okay. I I mean, I love you. I love you so much. And I love Holy Life Tabernacle. So today I'm, I'm preaching on... Working in purpose. Hallelujah. Purpose. I haven't forgotten what I'm preaching about. And thank you for the song. The, the, you know, it gives give me the energy to talk about more of the missions. Yeah, working in purpose. You know, God would not create anybody, bring anybody on earth without purpose. It's like creating something and leaving it in the garage. And we ask you, why is it in the garage? It is useless because anything without purpose is actually useless because purpose is the reason for something being created for something's existence that means that everything is created for a purpose everything is done for a purpose whatever you do you do for a purpose when you are married you marry for purpose when you're schooling you're schooling for a purpose even if you are walking, you are not just walking, you are walking for a purpose. Maybe you are going here, you are going there. Everything you do, you have a reason, you have a purpose for it. So, assuming that we, we, I meet you and I'm like, What's your purpose on earth? You're like, God hasn't given me any purpose. That would be dangerous. Because our God that we serve is someone who is very careful in everything he does. The Bible says that even the number of hairs on our head, he knows. So, I know that mine is not that long. Like other ladies, my wife's one is very long. Which, you know, And I can see Grace and Helen and Cole. Like, the hair is long, and, but the, the Bible says that God knows the amount of hairs, the numbers, he can take them at one, two, three. I say that with there's the number of hairs on her head. Meaning that because it's very meticulous, With what he does, he wouldn't do anything out of accident. Nothing was created in the economy of God out of accident. So when scientists say that we've accidentally discovered something, I know that in heaven it is laughter. Because whatever you've discovered was there. Even if it was by accident, it was there. It's not an accident to God. That's why when you are here and you live your life like your life is an accident, or your life is a mistake, it is very dangerous. Because it is, because you want your, you know, who you are has everything to do with God's integrity. So if you see yourself as a mistake, it is an error to God's integrity and God's ability to create. Because our God is a God of perfection. He took his time and created Pasarandon. He took his time and created grace. He took his time and created Isaac. He knows the reason why he is black. He knows the reason why he is this color. He knows the reason why he is short. He knows the reason why this person is tall. He is very cautious and he knows whatever he doing. Nothing is done by mistake. Hallelujah. Therefore, as a person on earth, it is very necessary that you discover your purpose on earth. Because if you don't know your purpose, then you don't know God's will for you. Because your will, God's will for you and your purpose align together. In fact, your purpose is locked up in the will of God. So, not working in the God's divine purpose for you is equivalent to not working in the will of God for you. And now, on the D day, what account are you going to give to God? Because He aligned everything. When you read the book of Genesis chapter one, but I will start with um. Um, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 Where it, when it begins to talk about the ministries The Bible says that And he himself gave to the apostles He gave some to be apostles Some prophets, some evangelists And some pastors and teachers Look at it For the equipping of the saints For the work of ministry For the edifying of the body of Christ Till we all come to the unity of the faith And the knowledge of the Son of God To a, to a perfect man to be the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I'll be like, oh, "What is Albert talking about?" I'm, I'm first talking about ministry, work, and these are the fivefold ministry we always know, we always hear. And the question is that, why did God give give unto some apostles, give unto some prophets? Did He give them to us so that we can just boast about it that I'm an apostle? So I walk around, everybody call me an apostle. This is, here I am. I wear my gown with a staff, with a big hat, showing everybody that I'm an apostle. Or I'm a prophet. Everyone should come and see me. I can prophesy here and there. Or it's for a purpose or a divine purpose. And the Bible makes it very clear. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. Meaning that God has a reason why he created those offices. He didn't just create them by mistake or didn't feel like just creating them, but he had you at heart. Before eternity, before the world was created, he had you in his mind. You existed in him. So he had put together all these structures so that when you come, you can be equipped by these people or these offices so that you can attain the fullness of the stature in Christ. Hallelujah. When you read the book of Acts, when you read the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 15, it talks about a man. His name is called Paul. The says that this man was a, very, was a terror to the Israelites, in fact, to the Christians. The reason being that this guy was a Pharisee and he didn't understand why people would say that they believed in Jesus Christ. And they didn't understand the philosophies of the, of, of the Christians and they felt like they were heretic and they had to eliminate them from the surface of the earth. And this man took upon himself to do that elimination by rough tactics, So he will see that you, you are a Christian, then he will eliminate you. You, you are a Christian, then he will eliminate you. And the Bible said that one day he was on his way to Damascus. And he had an encounter. When he had an encounter, God spoke to Ananias to speak to him. And this is what, God spoke, and this is what the Lord said. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine. To bear my name before Gentiles. He is a what? A chosen. Tell your friend, he is a chosen. Oh, I didn't hear. He is a chosen vessel. He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles. Kings and the children of Israel. So, look, his calling was very specific. One, Gentiles two kings, three the Israelites. That is why when you look at Paul's ministry, most of the ministry was to the Gentiles. When you read the whole Bible, when you read the New Testament, looking at Paul's ministry, almost all his ministry was to the Gentiles because that was his calling, that was his purpose for his existence on earth. And when he unraveled and recognized it, he became a blessing to the kingdom of God. Meaning that though Paul was ignorant doing other things, when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, he he got to know his purpose, his divine purpose on earth. And can I submit to you that your purpose will determine your assignment on earth? Because there there is what we call purpose. Then God will give you various assignments that will align you with the purpose he has given unto you. And can I submit to you also that your assignment determines your suffering? Hallelujah. Look. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. For I will show him how, how much he will suffer for my name's sake. So, so let me tell you, when, go, when you're working in God's purpose, when you've identified God's purpose for your life, it doesn't mean that things will be smooth. When you, look, when you look at Paul's life, this man went through a lot. Many times he escaped death. Many times he was beaten. I can't just imagine myself, me, I am not even big. I don't have weight. Then they are also beating me. Forty minus one. You know, always shipping you. And that's why Paul said that I bear the mark of God. Because he got you are going to the point where you have suffered many things for God. But my question to you, how much have you suffered for the Lord? Have you even recognized and identified your purpose? Because there are people working on the surface of the earth who haven't gone on their knees to ask God, that God, what is my purpose? What is my reason for my existence? Purpose is your why of life. Purpose is your why of life. If you haven't identified your why for your existence, you'll be useless in your time you would be useless to your generation. You would think that you've done so much. Let me tell you, Paul was doing so many things. He was a lawyer. He was well respected. He could appear before kings and other things. He could get permission from the high priest, do everything he wanted to do. But Paul was not working in his divine purpose. So if you say that, if you had seen Paul in his old time and you didn't know Jesus, you might think that this guy is very successful. I love this guy. Look at his muscles. Look at the way he's walking. Look at the way he commands respect. Look at the way everybody fears him. Look at all the many successes he has struck. But in the agenda of God and in God's assigned blueprints for him, this guy was a failure. Until he encountered the word of God. Until he encounter Jesus, beloved, can I submit to you that until you find Jesus, until there is an encounter between you and Jesus Christ, you might think that you are working in God's divine purpose, my brother, my sister. You might be working in a different purpose. And you know, most often we think that because the whole world is endorsing what we are doing, we are right. But if the world was right, then why would Jesus Christ come? If your thinking process is right. Then why would there need to be? Why would they need? Why would there be a need for a savior? Because when Jesus Christ came, He affected everything, including our mindsets. When this man encountered, his life transformed. His life changed. He became a new person. My question to you: That what is your purpose? Why are you on earth? Why do you exist? The many things you think that they are purpose are all assignments. Aligning you to God's divine purpose for your life There is a divine purpose for you You must look for it and you must search for it And that's why we are learning about purpose And this this is my part one. So I will take my time and go to Other ones as well so that you can be blessed And you you can get to identify your purpose Because if you don't know why you exist It's like going to school You get to the school and you're like Okay, what course are you going to do? I'm in the school Okay, so Yeah, I'm in the school Uh Uh-huh, so why are you in the school? I'm here. Here for what? I am here. You know, it doesn't make sense. And that is how some of us are behaving. It's like we are on earth. We haven't haven't gotten time to ask God, why am I here? But we are part of the masses and we are doing everything. And I always say that when when you become a jack of all trade, you become a master of none. So there are a lot of Christians who are always doing this, going here, doing this, doing that. So when they see this one of God, they want to be like this one of God. When they see this singer, they want to be this singer. When they see this person, they want to be that person. But they haven't had an encounter with God to ask God, Father, why am I here? Because when you get to know your purpose and know your assignment, you will get to know the people to even follow. Most of us are following wrong mentors, wrong fathers, because we haven't even identified and recognized our purpose on earth what is your purpose Genesis chapter 1 God started the creation business and he started he created this he created that he had purpose for everything Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 then the Lord said let us make man in our image according to our likeness and look let them have dominion Let them. So, meaning that when God created man, then he gave them dominion to everything he has created. But then, can I submit to you that in as much as the whole agenda of God for mankind is to dominate, to rule, take over the things God has created and be good stewards of the things he has made, we all have special We are all different. Let's look at the body. I have two hands, right? Two legs. I have this body, this part. I don't know whether it's stomach or whatever it is. But my body is actually different parts coming together to make me whole. Assuming that my hands is confused, doesn't know what it's supposed to do. And my leg is confused, doesn't know what it's supposed to do. How will I be able to, how will there be a coordination between my system for me to function as a normal human being? So it's like the hand is saying, ah, me, what am I supposed to do? Maybe I'm supposed to walk. So your hand begins to walk. Then your leg is like, I think I'm supposed to clap. That's my duty. I'm supposed to be clapping. Then your your leg begins to clap. At the end, Can you fully function as a normal human being? That is it. So, the reason why a lot of us are not able to function properly in the kingdom of God, the reason why a lot of us cannot work in the power of the living God, the reason why a lot of us are not being relevant to our generation, the reason why a lot of us are still under suppression of demonic spirits and other things is because we are still confused. We don't know who we are. We don't know our purpose. So you are doing everything, and when the devil sees that you are confused, then he will give you something else. The devil is somebody who is good at giving you wrong identity. So when you read the book of Genesis chapter three, when he appeared to Eve, he was like, "Oh, did God said you should not eat of anything." Yes, God said we can eat of anything here, but this tree. But who said the devil didn't he know? He said that. Are you sure? When you take it, you become like God. You become like this. Then he started confusing the lady. The man came. The man followed up with the confusion. And at the end, the whole world was confused. Hallelujah. Forgetting that in Genesis 1, what did God say? Can, all, can we all read together? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our like." Hallelujah. Wait. Image and likeness. So, what is it? Be like God. You're already like God. You're already in his image. But what the devil sold to the woman was something that was a lie. But he started with the truth. When the devil comes, he will start with something that you think is already a truth. Then as you go further, he will now begin to change things. And that's how false prophets and false teachers get a lot of people. So they will start with something that looks right. Start with something that you can connect As you continue and continue, to begin to divert you. And by the time you realize, by the time you can say, Jack, you are gone. Long gone. On a serious journey, on the highway. Until God comes in, you are gone. What is your purpose on earth? If you know these things, and you know who you are, you don't want to be like the head whilst you are the hand. You don't want to be the leg whilst you are the head. You don't, want to, you don't want to be the stomach whilst you are the liver. Because you know your purpose. You know what you're supposed to do. You know that I need to play my part. I need to play my role. I need to do this thing. So you don't focus on what other people are doing. The reason why, now, instead of the church to grow, the church has become static. And rather, we are fighting among ourselves. is because, for example, Isaac is here. I am here. Maybe Isaac is an apostle. I am an apostle. But like Paul was to the Gentiles and Peter was to the Jews. He may be an apostle, but his agenda may be different from mine. But because I see that Apostle Isaac is excelling in some area and getting a lot of followers, I want to do the same thing. So I'm like, I I stop whatever I'm doing and I begin to do those things. Pursuing those things. So we don't sit down. We don't find out. We don't ask, who are we? Where are we? Where do we belong? Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. The the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet of the nation. Can I submit to you that before you were born, everybody here, God knew you. Never go home and cry and say that God I am useless. That is an error. That is a that questions God's integrity. Before you were formed, in your mother's womb, I knew. So that, that means where were you? You were locked up in eternity. in the mind of God. He had planned. Before the world was made, laid, he predestined. Ha! Isn't it so sweet? That's why you need to trust in Jesus. I love this song. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know that said the Lord. Just trust in him. Trust in his process. Sit down. Ask him, Father, what is my purpose on earth? Why have you called me? Why have you made me a pastor? Why did you bring me to Brookings? Why did you lead me here? There are many churches, there are many friends, but why did you connect me to Helen? Why did you connect me to grace? You might have a reason. There are many ladies. but God, why did I marry this lady? There are many men, but why did I marry this man? Who is connected to my destiny? What is my purpose? Until you find your purpose, you can be useful in the masters in the kingdom business because you know God is looking for people. Who are serious and have identified their identity in the Lord. But can I submit to you that tonight, as you started the journey on working in purpose. You go before God tonight. And you write, you pick a sheet. Sometimes one of the ways to know you don't know. Is when you pick a sheet and now write your purpose on it. That's when you realize whether you know or you don't know. It's an assignment to all of us. I didn't come to please anybody. When God called me, he made it very clear to me. The day that you want to please men is the day that you fall. So if you think that my sermons and my things are supposed to please you, I'm supposed to do certain things so that you will love me, I'm sorry. Because if I please you and I don't please my master, on the day of reckoning, it's not you that I'm going to give accountability to. I'm going to give accountability to my maker. He will ask me, Albert, I brought you to Brookings, South Dakota. I gave you this church to come and play instruments, do this, and work with great people here. What did you do with what I gave you? What I gave you? Were you just doing it to please people, for people to all know and be hailing you, or you did it for my glory? Don't become like the Israelites who became a, a um, what do, how do you call it? A round, a square peg in a round hole. When you read the book of Ezekiel, chapter 15. He was asking them, can a a vine be used for anything? It can't be used for furniture. It can't be used to make paint. It can't even be used for charcoal. How many of us know charcoal? How many of you have heard of charcoal before? Charcoal, charcoal. Charcoal. How do you pronounce it in there? Charcoal. Charcoal, right? Yeah. My, My wife is saying I should be learning the accent, so I'm still learning the accent. Charcoal. Yes. Charcoal. When you go to Africa, you see what we call charcoal? Black. You use it to light fire and cook. Yeah, charcoal, right? Yeah, thank you. Charcoal. And said, even the vine, the tree cannot be used to make charcoal. Yes. And what is your use among other trees in the forest? That's what I was telling them. The reason being that the vine is meant for just one purpose. To bear fruit. That's why when you read John chapter 15... Verse 1, he says, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Any branch that do not bear fruit. Any branch that do not what? Bear fruit. The branch is supposed to always bear fruit. That's the only thing the vine can do. The vine cannot do anything. So the people of Israel, instead of them to glorify God, they wanted to be like any other people. They were following the Amorites, the Hittites, and all the people. So that we also say that they are their What Wanting to be their some and losing God's purpose for your life. Is it Wisdom. We must ask ourselves this. Go home. Go before God. Ask God. Ask God. What is my purpose on earth? Sorry. Ask God. What is my purpose on earth? God speak to me. Pick a sheet. The next time we will have this the part two. I've, I've closed. The, the next time we have the part two, I would ask you, have you written down your purpose on earth? And we'll take it from there. Shall we close our eyes? Shall we close our eyes? Father, we thank you. Just put your hand on your heart. Father, speak to me. If if I haven't identified my purpose in any way, just put it on my heart and let me know and let me see. Father, let me see my purpose. Father, let me see your purpose. For me, your divine purpose. You can be a leader in the church, but you may not be working in his purpose. You may be a teacher, but you may not be working. You might even have PhD or masters. You can be billionaire, but maybe you'll be working, working on in his purpose. Can you speak to God? That is what I came to tell you today. Work in his purpose. Identify his, his purpose for your life. Just how God revealed to me. Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for speaking to us tonight. And Lord, we know that you reveal yourself to us. So mighty that we will identify our purpose on earth. Your divine purpose. Oh God. We bless your name, precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If anyone wants prayers, in any way you can come. I would humbly pray with you. God Bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional informational resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.